The problem is that like Craig is is too good at his job. Is he's like, no, I'll record everything, including the packet loss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll do it all for you. It's like, no, Craig, calm down. Actually, if you could somehow maybe just do a local recording on his end, Craig? And Craig's like, no, no. I'm bespoke. What the f is going on down there? Not like us. We know precisely what we're doing all the time. We never screw yeah. up. Uh, never. Not once. That's the motto of this podcast, WTFTFW. Never screw up. Although, uh, I admit, I also haven't edited uh, last week's episode because I was like, nah, I'll do the t- I'll do the TFCon stuff first. But now that the Metroplex thing is up, well, I just got to start getting stuff out there. But while I get stuff out there, welcome to the show, everyone. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm, uh, you know just doing doing all the 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 editings and uh it's going great basically wtf at tfcon chicago is going to go up out of order as a special um nostalgic thing when whenever those panel recordings are done uh but uh hi tj welcome to the show welcome uh and have a good time (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah thanks for having me I, i will attempt to have a good time yeah, please do. Uh, we try to we try to have a good time around here. This is a weird uh, part of the podcast where I was going to do the bit about how like welcome to our TCG podcast, but a we didn't talk about the TCG very much going in, and b I literally did that two weeks ago, and I, I probably should let that lie, uh, for, you know, for at least one more week. Do the rule of three thing. But uh, we we are going to talk about some Transformers. Folks, I wanted to start with a listener question. We have a bit of a listener question backlog, so I tried to pile a few into the topic list today. Uh, and I wanted to start off with, uh, with I guess, like a double a double set from Arufonza, uh, who says, Hello again, uh, even team. Once again, I'd like to thank you for your responses to my questions and hope these next two are just... As entertaining. A few years ago, I purchased a fan's toys, Quake Wave. Shockwave is my second favorite character of the franchise. Heard nothing but praise about this toy and its solid representation of the character. When the figure was finally in, however, I found him terribly dull. I went woefully unsatisfied till the official masterpiece was released, and that toy was able to scratch all the itches I had. Still, why did I not like Quake Wave? In fact, Tesla, fan's toys Perceptor, left me feeling surprisingly cold as well. But nothing was actually wrong with them or any of the other fan's toys products I was able to play with as time went on. I can acknowledge all the praise for these figures and even agree that objectively they are in their fine product but i flat out can't find the fun in them which is a shame as i would really like their phoenix as there are few jetfire toys that look like jetfire has such a thing ever happened to you has an individual figure or even product line that is very well liked and objectively of good quality just not gelled with you personally as fans toys has for me so um i guess i'll start off tj is there anything that's that a lot of people like that you just can't get into and i i guess i'll just preface by saying you can't just say third party <laughs> i hey let, let's, let's be fair I've, I've i've done better i've lightened yeah. up yeah i mean yeah also it's just realizing your last big bad toy store box was off the big sale so you had all this yeah like, this literally, fun, like... <laughs> literally my last what we got on topic was all third party yeah <laughs> the times they are changing i I'm trying to think if it's, this has ever happened to me. I can think of on on like an individual basis where I've I've had. I mean that works. Yeah, like I've had figures mm-hmm. where like everyone raved. Or I remember when, uh, uh was it Dark of the Moon Skyhammer? Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, the helicopter. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. hyped me up on that toy so much. Everyone told me how good that was. I got that toy in hand. And I'm like, did I buy the wrong thing? This. Is... <laughs> 
I mean, that that happens a lot. You know, you, I've bought a lot of things on friends' recommendations and just found out that uh, I can I can look at this and go, yeah, nothing on it's really bad. Nothing mm. on it is for me though. Skyhammer, I feel like I was part of the problem where me and a lot of people were way too enthralled because his propellers folded away. And it, it kind of turned into this figure is a god tier figure. Everyone should get it. And it's kind of like the crux of it is his propellers fold away <laughs> in, in an interesting fashion. That's, that was kind of the whole thing, I think, at the time, uh, what, five years ago. <laughs> we had different standards then. Yeah, well, back then it was kind of like the propellers aren't just hanging off of him best figure <laughs> I, I think we went through that with some jets too in the in in uh, roundabouts that era like um uh terra dive the orange one who, who got done up a space case for you know, legit good figure but also a big part of it was like it's amazing there's not a robot hanging underneath you know or like right. the wings don't just end up on his back like this is very basic stuff but it, it was fresh i think uh aaron what about you what's something that a lot of people liked and you were just not able to really connect with <laughs> I don't know if it's a lot of people liked, but um, I think like unique toys. The the couple things that I ragged on. Um, I mean, those little ones you got. Yeah, those little ones. Does anyone? I don't remember seeing as many people being like, "This is garbage," as maybe should have been out there because they're kind of garbage. That's a day and night. The little pocket size Fort yes. Max and uh, and Snapdragon. I was gonna say it's not so much. I've seen people say they're garbage, but it's more like. I actually don't know many people who really were doing backflips for them. Yeah. Like, I think whenever we get that supplemental up... Like it's... I said, I, I, I don't think it's, like, pegged the needle and then I'm the other way. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. I think those that's, toys... That's the only one I can come up with. I think those also flew under a lot of radars where a lot of people, I don't think, actually bought them. I think it's just a lot of people saw other people's photos of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know a lot of people who have actually handled them outside of like video reviewers. Uh, and I, when I handled yours, I was kind of like, all oh, right, this is the impression I got that like, I probably would like these for cheaper than what you paid. And I would then probably forget about them after about a week. Mm -hmm. um, Cause they're, they're really cool looking and then progressively disappointing. I, I guess you'd say as you go on into them. Um, yeah. People may not have heard the supplemental if they're hearing this yet. So maybe we'll get a whole bunch of blowback when I post that up. Like the fan club for, for you know, Unique Toys day and night will will take us to town. I always get taken to... Well, actually, I don't get taken to town the way I always think I will. Because mine, quite honestly, is Arufanza's. I think that most of fans' toys stuff is uh, cripplingly unexciting. Uh, it, it, it's like good looking robot toys, good looking alt modes, most for the most part. And like, aside from Phoenix, aside from their jet fire, I can't think of one that I think is actually better than another version of the character done by another company for the most part. Cause often fans toy stuff looks real good and it's real heavy and it does all these things. It ticks these boxes, but then like it, it rarely ever actually is exciting to handle for me. Whereas uh, another company's take on it on a G1 looking character that might be a little more janky looking from other angles, I find like often way more fun to transform. Because uh, it's certainly, I think the easy answer that one might, or easy reaction one might have is like, well, you just, you know, it's, it, they're just doing G1 third party stuff. And it's like, no, because there's like almost all the DX9 stuff like that I've handled, I've really had fun with. 
Uh, so I just think it's like, aside from Phoenix, Fans Toy stuff is, it feels like a robot programmed how the transformation works. Um, and then no human went in to smooth the process over, except for Phoenix. Phoenix is an incredibly good toy, and I wish that whoever made that toy uh, still existed at Fans Toys, I guess. I have no idea how that thing is such an anomaly. It's It's a really good figure that set me up for consecutive disappointments afterwards. Uh... But Arafonza's second question is also about collecting habits. In the middle of this year, quote, I found myself in a thrift store and stumbled upon a treasure trove of He-Man and Motu figures, masters of the universe, most complete with accessories in plastic bags for $2 a piece. In one fell swoop, I acquired most of the entire line in their vehicles. I had no idea as to why. I have no attachment to the cartoon or toys. From my youth, I was only tangentially aware of the brand, mainly due to cultural osmosis. Fast forward to now, and I've purchased a large number of classics figures have nearly completed the 2000X series, own a large number of completed playsets, and have unironically sat down to watch the myriad of cartoons released for the franchise for my personal enjoyment. All caps. What happened to me? How did I go from a complete and utter disinterest to avid collector following Super 7's new vintage series and waiting on bated breath for the Netflix She-Rock cartoon? I have never gone from 0 to 100 so fast in my life, and I'm wondering if any of you have found, yourself in, or found yourselves in similar positions with franchises you discovered later in life uh, than you expected or happened upon your own unexpected treasure troves. Keep up the wonderful work, as it, always, it is always loved and appreciated. Clank! Uh... This sounds like the really chillingly repetitive cycle of my entire life for, for enthusiast things, but um, just hard infatuation. Was more followed yeah. by like waking up in a cold sweat, just naked above the waist, covered in in some sort of toy icker. Cultural wondering how you got here yet again. Cultural osmosis is an incredibly solid way to describe what I think many older collectors would call regret purchases. Where like you're inundated with how cool this thing you're kind of not interested in is, then the opportunity arrives where suddenly you just end up with one because it was a good deal. And then <laughs> suddenly you have like, like, I have a lot of Masters of the Universe Classics toys. I have handled maybe 10% of them. The rest of them, because they're not in Toronto, I, I just kind of forgot about. And, like, that, like Masters of the Universe actually really is a big one for me. I had more connection to it as a kid. But, like, Classics, when it came out, was, like, so described as a good line. And it was kind of like, kind of like that previous question with fans toys, actually, where, you know, you kind of hear, like, well, yes, these are objectively good. They're, there's a good He-Man who's better than the 80s one. And it's like, yes, you're right. It is. I should buy it. And, like, a big a big part of the last couple of years for me as a collector is being able to separate the I should buy it from the it is good um, without then going, like, also, I don't want to buy it because it sucks for all these reasons I'm making up. Just go, like, no, it's good and I don't need to have it. Uh, that's why I think this question resonated with me so much. Is it, Both of these questions just feel very, very in tune with me. You know, let's dunk on some fans' toys and let's wonder how we ended up with all this stuff. Aaron, has that ever happened to you, though? Have you ever gone, like, like you were, like, a year ago... <laughs> I didn't care about this thing, and now here I am. Um, I think I've had that kick with, uh, like, Toku shows a couple times, mm -hmm. where all of a sudden it's like, I gotta watch all the things, and I'm buying stuff, and up at friggin' two in the morning in order to catch the orders out of Japan or whatever, um... And then have a moment of realization of like, wait a second, why am I doing this? I'm organizing like, the, my I, stupid I, Plex server's uh, dumbass way of portraying seasons. I, I really did. Well, okay, look, that's just a matter of having good data sanit or data sanitation. That's 
That's a different important thing. I'm making thing. sure I know let what me, season let me, 21 let me, of Common Rider Let me tell you what here. Like, um, but I have had that sort of kick before where all of a sudden I want all the things um, in order to, you know, be able to enjoy a thing. Um, I've, for the most part, managed to to keep it from becoming, like, hundreds of pieces of a collection. It's just, like... I want to get all of the, like, I got all the O's coins up to a certain point, and then it was just like, what? No, this is silly. I'm paying, whatever, 35 bucks for three of these coins. That is not necessary. Well, now you can and offload then, them and just get the complete selection that gives you all the coins yeah. and more. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, did, I did manage to offload them at one point to somebody else that was like, hey, I started watching this thing, and you know how hard it is to get those toys? And it was a local person. I'm like... Dude, he's throwing fistfuls at. Yeah, him. I d- I do, and I maybe like to get rid of them. So, and so, so now, then we struck up a discussion, and I broke even we, on gonna, all of it, which is all that I could ask for. We're gonna get you that. We're gonna get you to get that complete selection now, because I mean, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years. I mean, if you'd like to buy it for me as like a Christmas oh, gift, no, you should I would, buy it. I would. I would take that way. It. it belongs to you. That whole show is about desire and taking what you want. You're the one who has to do it. Uh, my friend, you, you're the one who's got to get it to, to take hold of your own destiny. Uh, happy birthday. Um, teach- now my birthday's in May. Christmas is closer. Oh, damn. That's not the catchphrase of the show. This whole thing, this experiment's over. TJ, what about you? You ever gone zero to a hundred and then blinked and went like, wait, I don't think I even was at a hundred. In uh, fact, I might still be around about zero, but now I have all this. <laughs> Uh, I I've never gone to like zero to a hundred and went. Oh, what have I done? Um, I can think of a few instances. Uh, I can think of the ones I can blame you for. All right, because as we as we are doing this, you know what? Asclaios. I was gonna say it's all your fault. You, you, <laughs> you suddenly got like. Also, uh, just with with the odd eno- the oddest enough timing to kind of like just as my heat kind of died down from its highest point, you suddenly got ensconced in that side of art toys harder than I was. Oh my! <laughs> and it was it snuck up on me because like I heard you talking about it for so long and like okay I'll get a couple of these okay they're neat but no uh, no that's that's okay that's that's that, I'll just let I'll just let Chris do his thing. Six months later, mm-hmm. six months later, I've got a hundred dollar order in. I get like a box with like three hundred dollars worth of stuff, and I after about I don't know three straight days of building things, like I need everything now. How much have I yeah. missed? So, so here's here's my thing. Just so I don't like put myself on a real high horse, I haven't I haven't been ordering a ton of Glios uh, for a while. Part of the reason of that is I actually don't know how much I have because I ended up shoving a whole ton of it in because it's durable, partly a whole ton of it into a couple plastic tubs that are extremely heavy because it's thick, solid hunks of PVC. Uh, and until I catalog through all of it, I don't feel good. <laughs> Even if I order like <laughs> one or two, I just start feeling like, oh, no, wait a second. There's more to cattle. Like the only time I ever really pull the trigger anymore is if there's a Transformers scheme or if there's uh, a Hades thing. And I missed the last Hades one, and I actually didn't feel terrible. I was like, "Oh, nuts!" 
but then I didn't. I wasn't sitting there like I would have a couple like many years ago. Like I think it was Hades Mark II or something, where I would have been sitting there going, like, "How do I? I got to go on the forums. Got to figure out how I can get a hookup on Hades II. I'm never going to see Hades again." <laughs> uh, now, now I'm a lot more calm about it. I mean, the Halloween batch was lovely. It was. I uh, I looked at all the pictures and I was like, "All right, these are. Uh, this is a perfect example." I was like, "These all look." excellent but none of them are making me want to pull the trigger because if i pull the trigger it's 25 flat shipping so i gotta order a bunch and then that's gonna be a problem <laughs> so it's it's I'm, I'm particular now um it seems like it still sells out real well so I, I had this really horrible hubris moment of like if i stop ordering so much is glio still gonna be okay <laughs> as though somehow you know one customer am i going back? to you're, kill it all and you're responsible for them was i the whale all along <laughs> i'm the one i'm the one who put onel in the red every month <laughs> yeah I had this genuine moment of worry. Thankfully, it was alleviated, and also I was like, "Also, don't don't put your get your britches down out of your butt crack for a second there, me." <laughs> uh, by the way, my own answer to this, I have many, but an easy one because this one has a bit of an ending so far is actually Lego was this. I don't I don't even dislike I don't feel zero on Lego, but I simply bought far more Lego than I ever was going to build in that space of time. Uh, and thus I just hold off now, uh, in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in, in perpetuity until I feel like things are more under control. Um, getting back into tabletop gaming, I think was a massive risk, uh, in, uh, along these lines. Uh, the, the check and balance for me is, am I actually using at least once anything that I feel like I want to try to collect. And and so for the most part, it, it's it's been healthy, and that's also prevented me from, like, traveling down a bajillion other paths, especially getting some miniatures to paint. That's real dangerous. Do you know how easy it is to go, like, well, I'll just buy these miniatures to build them, and then I'll just add them to, to the to-be-painted box. And then I remember, like, oh, right, that was my five-year story of models from 1997 that still aren't painted uh, back on the West Coast. So anyway, Outer Fonza, that thing happens to a lot more people than I think they even want to admit. So don't feel bad about it. Feel good that you identified it. And hey, maybe it turns out you love He-Man. Like, you, you might have just been a late bloomer on the whole thing. And if that uh, Netflix she cartoon kicks ass, then, like, you arrived at the right time. So, you know, high fives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of timing, we still have some news. We've been, like, I was joking with Seth in our, in our previous recording that, like, the, once the toy shows start, they never stop because we suddenly had like, you know, this this London show with all the studio series news. Uh, Italy, uh, Lucha, CN, Lucha CNG, not Lucha, Lucha, Luca CNG. Anyway, they showed some more of those Siege toys. We still have some news because we've been seeing Siege toys all this time and now they're out. So go get Deluxe and Voyager Wave 1 out in the US. They've been found. You guys got any? Why not? Thought you were real fans. I I tried. I went to my Target. I mean, I didn't instead go to the Target that was in Virginia. I mean, you could have gone to both. You could have gone to Virginia if you were a true fan. You could have gone to. I could have, but then I wouldn't have been here for the recording. You could have gone to find Hurley Chris 07 and just like smacked him over the back of the head and took his toys after he bought them and then like you know, left mean, him some money. I mean, what, what do you think I'm doing after the recording? Okay, good, good. Hopefully, Hurley Chris 07, if you're a listener, thanks for being a listener and friend of the site. If not, then go ahead, Aaron. That's fine. Yeah, and, and watch your and, back. And watch yourself. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's each toys are, I mean, we, I think that we all collectively and kind of quietly were predicting this ever since we were joking that like, well, looking forward to Siege showing up. What with it being the back quarter of the year? So there you go. We were right again. <laughs> Things always show mm-hmm. up, uh, just in time for Christmas to be, uh, to, to have, this is the cycle as I call it, it is, is everyone will go charging out looking for wave one. Uh, everyone's friend can find it. But but they themselves cannot. The internationals will end up getting it mulled to them at, at a huge expense for shipping costs. And then three months later, everyone's shelves will be clogged with Wave 1 and everyone will wonder, like, how all that just happened. It'll be the moment the last eBay auction ships uh, that Wave 1 will suddenly appear again uh, on all shelves. So what I'm trying to say is have fun hunting, but don't go crazy. And don't don't unless you really don't think you'll find it in person, you were going to order it online anyway. Like, like, don't rush. It's Wave 1. Which which also contains uh, flywheels. I for some reason thought flywheels was wave two. So like that, that's pretty cool. Wave one actually looks pretty darn solid. Because uh, I I thought Ironhide was in wave one, but he apparently isn't. Um, yeah, I was hoping Reflector is wave one. See, that would have been pretty cool. Nothing against Hound, but I could have done with Bump and Hound back. That would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's out. Um. You know, we'll see uh, who the first podcaster to get some is. There's already plenty of folks who've gotten their hands on it. I'm not in a rush because I, I now firmly believe Wave 1 of any new Generations line I will find while on sale for 50% off at Toys R Us. So uh, I, I want to hold that hope to to stumble across it uh, maybe around Boxing Day, uh, like with Wave 1 of Power of the Primes. Um, the other uh, little hint of news, this thing I just saw on Twitter, and I figured, like, hey, let's let's give it its moment. Uh, one of those weird Japanese uh, release um, licensed product crossover Transformers that is actually a Transformer is coming out. Uh, G-Shock Master Optimus Prime Resonant Mode uh, is a brand new Optimus Prime toy who comes with a G-Shock watch, uh, and he transforms into a pedestal for the watch, and then you can put the watch into his chest in place of his matrix, I believe. Um, the thing about this toy that's kind of a bummer is that Optimus actually looks really cool in robot mode, and it looks like it's a decent toy. It looks like it's it's pretty poseable. I'd really love to mess with one. I don't wear watches anymore, and I don't need a G-Shock watch, and I'm going to expect that the, the inclusion of an entire watch is going to make this fairly expensive. Uh, the front page item does not mention a price. I'm just scrolling through the pics now to see if I spot one. Uh, TJ, you you want to watch? Um, I'm good. All right. Yeah, it's a cool figure. Like it's a cool looking Optimus yeah. Prime, and yeah, it's... it looks really cool. I I wish you could get him without the watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got the watch. Just give me that big matrix stuck in the middle instead. The part where there's a big matrix that occupies that space is the part that really kills me. <laughs> Well, it's like you, you knew, you knew. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to like be wearing your watch and have your Optimus Prime with a massive hole in his chest, would you? Well, that's what the pedestal mode's for, you know. Then you put the watch in the pedestal. He, tr- if the toy's any good, he'll transform up around the watch, all cool like. Yeah, but if you lose your watch, then what? Then what, well, Chris? When you lose your headmaster, then what? You go get a new one. Or or you lose your power master. You learn how to push the little spring-loaded button with you, with a toothpick or something. Uh, Aaron, what about you? How are you feeling about this thing, this G-Shock? I, I think it looks really cool. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If there was some other version of this thing that wasn't, like, 
that. <laughs> I mean, I'm like mad that I like how he looks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's an it's an interesting take. I like it because it's a different looking kind of Optimus Prime. I think maybe if the watch was a little bit better, like subsumed into Prime, because it looks like you can just pluck it out of the middle of it. You know, if if like the chest bits kind of came around the watch face a little bit more. Mm. So you could still like see the clock part, but not as buried in it. Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's like eighty five percent there for me. Yeah, I'm almost like you know. I don't want to come up with ways I would like it better. I'm I'm already annoyed that I like it because like because this is it's totally turning into a stupid convention purchase. I'm gonna I'm gonna really not do it. But like in the back of my head, I'm like this is the kind of thing that like especially if someone at the show like that power bank Optimus, if someone actually has one, and it's like no, this actually really works really well as a power bank. I'm gonna sit there going like yeah. oh I guess maybe I should I should pick one up. And it's like no no I don't need a power. Ba- I have four. USB power banks already from various events I've gone how, to. How many of them turn into an Optimus Prime? God damn it. <laughs> and that's where I have no answer. And it's like, okay, uh, I, I have a clock in my phone. It's like, cool, but does that is that a watch with a pedestal that turns into a cool-looking Optimus Prime? I'm like, well, no. D- damn it. But uh, D- Yeah, does, does your phone turn into Optimus Prime? No. Well, they they best you can do is get a fake tablet that turns into sound. They jerked us around on the phone thing where they're like, no, we'll make a phone um, that's not the actual phone. It just looks like one in a Bluetooth to a phone that turns into Optimus Prime. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's not as cool. Uh, that was like, that was that that crowdfunded thing. I forgot what it was called. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's, it's it is uh, laudable that that they went for it on that Optimus sculpt. Like that head looks, I think, incredible. Uh, and it, it appears to me like there's a, probably an ankle tilt. It, it might just be sculpted that way, but it's looking like it's tilted a little bit more in the robot mode photo where he's holding his two gun things. Um, mm-hmm. So, And I am assuming this will be expensive because I'm assuming G-Shock is one of those like fashion label type watches. Whenever anyone collabs with Transformers in Japan, it always seems to be like a label uh, where the label name is worth more money than the item, for instance. Um, right. Oh, wait, they've released a Transformers thing before. I just noticed the link in the front page. I'm going to click it. This was just a Casio G-Shock watch. Uh, there was there was no price on here either. This is a reply saying price-wise it's more than I'd spend on a digital watch. So I'll assume, I'll assume it's more than I would want to spend on a digital watch. Um, I'm looking forward to in-hand reviews, though. If this like, I, I hope this is actually a really good toy, because then I'll, I don't know, I'll go on Mandarake and try to track one down when people get sick of their watch. <laughs> Get one with some wrist oils in it so they knock like 80% off the price, and then boom. I'll be the one who was the victor. Uh, any other thoughts on, on uh, wristwatches? Nah. Alright. Then let's do another listener question. Uh, Aaron, do you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, listener question from Prime Studio on October 8th, uh, 2018. Uh, he's got uh, three... Three quick shots here. Uh, first question. With the G1 reissues rearing their beautiful heads against stateside, what modern characters would you like to see as G1 reissues all e-hobby style, i.e. Tarnas Soundwise? Now that's the only one I want is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't think of another one now because that's actually a really solid idea, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Thanks for preemptively taking the wind out of our sails. <laughs> like, like, I guess maybe Perceptor done up as a rung? Maybe uh, yeah. G1 Perceptor doesn't quite 
fit, though I don't know who would fit Rung, so. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, you know, scientist-looking fella. That's about as far as I got. Yeah, maybe with a, a, a different head sculpt. And, so, and like, paint to... Or, or or a paint scheme to kind of like thin him out some. That's doable, I think. Like we've seen it now, like how how much like the right color placement can trick your eyes. Right. Um, I'm trying to think who else though. Uh, it would be really cool if there was some. I would think 86 era transformer that could be redone into an aileron. Uh-huh. That'd be kind of neat. Um, I just can't think of one though. I'm trying to think of a well. No, that wouldn't work. I was gonna now say- you got to tell him. You got to tell me it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. <laughs> like what? You, you got it. You, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Throw it out here. Let it fail. Just st- say it. No, no. I was trying. To, I was trying to think of someone that we could use for like an anode, who yeah. was in the who's actually in the Power Master line, so the Power Master could be Lug. I mean. If we don't care a ton about it looking precisely like the Jack Lawrence art, then like, well, I mean, it. I mean that. I mean, I think that's kind of in the spirit of G one, where it just kind of sort of looks like the character's depiction. Yeah, like like um of the I forgot which one of the two now the one who doesn't have the cockpit chest of Dreadwing and Darkwind, um, you know the one with the gray head, more turquoise one. Oh, the Darkwing, Darkwing. Like Darkwing, you know, that's a jet who is a power master who doesn't have a cockpit chest. With mm-hmm. G1 toys, that's probably where we go like, all right, that's real close. Good job, everyone. <laughs> I mean, if they were going to make RC out of Chrome Dome, like liberties are taken frequently. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see like RC out of Chrome Dome, except that we're going to do all the sculpting to look like IDW RC. Okay kind of like armored up and stuff which, which you know might might play with the chrome dome toy a bit more this comes with two new swords for no reason yeah hell yeah yeah um well, i mean there's so many swords now I just find ones with matching uh peg sizes um man the because tar- the tarnished sound wave one just threw me for such a loop of like well that's an idea and i i, I just completely lost track of everything but I, th- those are those are the, the anode one i think actually could really work um because I, I was like power, I was like power master, uh, jets. It really is the two, uh, the the dreadwing, uh, pair. So yeah, like one of those. I'm trying to think of any more, and I don't mean for it just to be like comic characters. It's just as far as modern characters, that's where a lot of them are, are immediately coming from. Um, it would be kind of cool to see one of the diaclone robots redone as like a barricade. Um. Oh. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Like maybe maybe even a prowl like done up as a barricade, you know he's got like he's got the big chest and movie barric movie one barricade, it's sure squished up a lot but technically had the same kind of chest setup, right? Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like with a new head that could that could work. Uh, I've I've actually always been more into the idea of making a brand new toy, but in the design restrictions of nineteen eighty four to eighty six of new characters like you know a bulkhead or a lockdown but done up like a toy from uh, the the yeah, 86 movie I, era. I'm wondering if you could get away with that though. Like safety-wise it's one thing to be like, "Nah, this is a toy that was totally cool in the 80s." Like well, I wonder if like I mean 
there's a legal layer that would like, okay, yeah, but you can't make that now. Well, I mean, don't make it literally go in like, since it's old, let's make parts unsafe. I think it's more like... No, but I'm <laughs> saying like some of the other things that still go gotcha. along with... They like we, we Make made the missiles sure. real small. <laughs> we put extra lead in the paint. <laughs> we got all that lead that was banned that we keep in a landfill. We dug some of it up. Uh... Because I think that, like it's it's more about like the limited palette of like we're not going to aim for articulation, we're going to aim for stylism, we're going to aim for a quick transformation that doesn't use a lot of modern tricks. Um, mm-hmm. The bigger question is like who would actually buy it, and the sad answer is probably not enough people. Because um, that kind of thing is kind of right, almost riding the line of an art toy. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was going to say like we've got entire toy lines now that are based on like the old Kenner Star Wars figures. Like, that same level of sculpting and molding because there's nostalgia for that. Yeah. And and I would argue that the biggest, like, that draw is, it's not making them art toys. It's just, that is an art toy draw. That's that's one of the draws that I think was big for a lot of non-vinyl art toys. Because, um, hmm. yeah, a great deal of them are also, like, cast off of Kenner action figures. Like, you know, the whole, um, the, the Sucklord dynasty of... Uh, resin or whatever cast Star Wars figures splattered with paint and stuff put onto like bootleg cards. Um, nonetheless, I'd, I'd really like to see that given a try. But uh, Aaron, you said there were some more questions in here. Yes. Uh, second question: If not G one, what line would you like to see given this treatment? Beast Wars reissues, Japanese line info, American line box? Question mark. So I'm I'm taking this as we're taking older toys that are not G one old. And then turning them into modern characters. That would be my take on this question as well. Uh, in which case, I would like to see any number of the RID 2015 Decepticons done out of Beast Wars toys. Like, just get the Beast mode remotely close to the robot mode of, of the given Decepticon. And, yeah. and I'd love to see it. Any excuse to get some of those Beast Wars toys back out? Add to especially after the the ones i got the, the you know those two i got at uh, at tfcon like mm-hmm. like beast wars toys are good and and people have said this years yeah. before i just it's nice to get a refresher now and then yeah well i'm glad you finally figured that out yeah right because before then boy yeah. it was me mr beast wars man sucks. you just you just talk <laughs> yang about beast wars just like nobody else is talking about it we're talking about what do we want to do for dinner at a convention You're like yeah do you ever really Play with Beast Wars toys? I'm still really mad for no good reason about that $10 on-card TM2 Iguanas that got sniped out from under my nose. Hey, maybe if when you saw it, you actually bought it instead of like, oh, I'll walk around and see what else I can do. Yeah, because I was like, well, that's that thing's more of an accessory to the my wanting to find Transmetal Waspinator. And, the, I, and you know, also... I don't think I don't mean to bring up this whole thing again. I don't think it's unjustified. Yeah, that's right. You don't think I don't think it's unjustified to think. Well, probably no one wants an on-card TM2 Iguanas in 2018, and, it, and they didn't either. They bought it as part of the whole collection. That's the part that also really got my guff. I was like, you don't, you don't even want, you don't even care about Iguanas. Not the way I do. I'm the world's biggest Iguanas fan, and you, you think you could take that from me? Uh, Here he goes about being an Iguanas oh fan God. after talking God. Yang about God. trans. <laughs> Biggest Iguanas fan. You see that that eye patch he's got in Transmetal Two? A story happened between that and the little flip changer. Anyway, um, TJ, what about what about you? We were talking about the Beast Wars stuff. Do you have any ideas that might fit into that, or like? 
uh, uh, out of a Japanese toy? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Like, if I if I'm thinking about it now, like there's always part of me that would like just like absolutely ridiculous stuff that like he hobby did like since Magnaboss was apparently supposed to be like three G one characters like formatted. Like, can I get just like a big red elephant for no apparent reason? Hell, hell yeah, Magnaboss in G one character colors. Toyline Magnaboss, let's do it. I, I think that would actually look really good too. Like the because the the way the colors on Magnaboss work, right? Well, like it, you imagine uh-huh. the, the limbs is red, and then like the the you know the the silver bolt parts in just pure white with like some gold trim, and then the man do do the prowl, lineup in prowl, prowl colors, white, yeah, yeah. White black, yeah. So it'd primarily be red and white combiner. That would look really good. I mean, they kind of did that with the Japanese version, I guess. Not really. Not really. Like kind of, but not really. Because there was still all the all the yellow from the from Lyo Junior. Man, I would be down to see that. It. <laughs> I just remembered Botcon kind of halfway did that near the end. Yeah. Like with that uh, that sticker sheet to kind of like like you know big air quotes maximal eyes. Uh, some of the Combiner Wars toys. It'd be cool to see that the other way around as well. Uh, G one up the Magnaboss toys. Give me, I okay. This is the other thing. I would love to see any reason for Magnaboss and Tripredicus to get a fresh 2018 steel mold, and like a run out of a steel mold. I think that would be really cool. Maybe make them a little tougher. Um. I'm nodding along. Yeah. Sorry, but I, I was just going to ask you. My, he- my head's not. My head's not that rattly. What's the th- <laughs> What's the third question? Third question is: What Transformers series would you take as is, but completely rewrite the fiction for? Requisite click. So, yeah, requisite so, click. Okay, this one I actually. That's, that's to, not part we, of the question. I was holding on Chris, to that. Chris, do, but do, do we want to get the whatever. stock answer here? Okay, for a, what's the stock answer? Energon. Uh, yes. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. B, mm-hmm. off that, I had to read this question like three times to actually figure out what it meant. Because I was like, as is, but rewrite it. And I was like, hang on a second there. Hold on a moment. <laughs> you can't Take it as is, but also rewrite it. And then I realized it was like, aside from the written words of the plot, like take the setting, the models, the toys, the characters, the cast, everything. You have to keep all that and just re- rewrite the fiction. Because then, yes, Energon, Superlink, requires we- it. <clears throat> Flip it the other way, and it's Beast Machines. Ooh, I don't understand. Flip it the other. Do you mean, or do you mean like, like keep the story stuff, like the fiction bones of Beast Machines was really good. Yeah, but like that first, oh, three quarters okay. of the yeah. toys. You didn't, like, you didn't like Optimus Primal and just blue translucent plastic. Actually, I like that toy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> get out I actually legit like I got that toy about two years after it came out and the entire fandom at the time mostly talking about how much they didn't like it and when I finally got it I was like I kind of like this figure actually uh, same thing happened with a lot of Wave 1 Beast Machines I, I like Wave 1 Beast Machines as another Wave of Beast Wars less so than as a Wave of Beast Machines uh, it's like if Beast Wars had a weird like Another weird tagline year, like uh-huh. vehicles arrive, you know. Um, 
But also, I dig it. I think that the Beast Machines would be kind of, Beast Machines writing wise, it'd also be kind of cool to redo the first season when like the writers had to sort of half play pretend that they didn't know what Beast Wars was. And like got yeah. a couple things wrong that they straight up, or that one thing I was forgetting now that they straight up retconned and said so on the news group, like to just get another go at that first season to like clean it up and just go like, no, we're writing a sequel to a TV show. So it will be a sequel to a TV show. I mean, there was a uh, lot that they erred on. Like I like in particular, I remember they screwed up. Uh, they screwed up Rhinox's return. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, like and a lot of stuff that came out of that whole like we're supposed to not talk to any of you here on the news group thing that uh, as I as I recall was thankfully rescinded by season 2. Um but yeah, like just get get getting to do another go at season 1 to to get rid of that nonsense <laughs> that whole i still I, I i wish i'd been deeper in the fandom back then but also i was like a teenager back then so you probably wouldn't want me to have been deeper on the fandom uh-huh. but like that whole idea of like make sure that the writers for the sequel entirely are unaware of the the thing they're writing a sequel to it's just like like i i get where it's coming from but it's one of those things someone had to shake somebody real hard and go like those are good intentions that are actually already in hell. You didn't even pave the road. You, those, those actually came out of hell. <laughs> the road that's paved is paved with better ideas than that. It's uh, like jury duty. You have to make sure no one knows what they're doing. No one's heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like the attitude towards jury duty, except for a toy commercial cartoon with, with a high budget CG. And then you're kind of like, what's, what's the priority here? Precisely. Um, I can't think of anything that isn't super linked, so I'm I'm kind of like hands in the air here. Anyone, any other ideas you guys want to throw out, or shall we continue on? That's I I think Superlink is the strongest contender. It's the, it's the be all end all. It's the <laughs> why did you do this? How did you do this so bad? And it's not. I'll say it again. It's not a Unicron trilogy thing. This is Superlink's problem. This is one show that really betrayed me. Uh. What didn't betray me is we got this. So this came from Taywashi, and I remember when I put this in the document, I was like, I'm not actually sure if this was for the podcast, but it was directly off something in the podcast. So I'm pretty sure it was for the podcast. So my apologies, Taywashi, if this was just meant to be a response. Uh, but I really like this, so I think it's worth highlighting because this was about uh, the conversation about expense and the hobby, which you know comes off that talk about should masterpiece toys not be so expensive, uh, it being the the main question. So uh, the response here was, uh, "quote I was raised with the idea that I cannot often afford everything I." want and that some things will have to slip by from my youth of saving up for a voyager and holding out for the leader that i wanted to this point in my adult life where i'm fortunate enough to have 160 bucks to drop on a figure every few months that anecdote is not intended to poo poo on anyone's upbringing or anything of the sort but i have to wonder is there not some personal responsibility on how collectors who lament the cost of high-end figures question mark i messed something up reading that anyway is there not some responsibility on those who lament that uh, very few companies release figures with only days of time after the announcement we often have months to decide to save up for the latest mp or third-party figure granted i'm well aware that at times the some pricing can be surprising but in this market of high-end collector items can a few choice figures not be planned upon barring outstanding circumstances thanks for your time and keep up the great work i admit part of the reason i like this response is because i also have sometimes kind of wanted to ask that question but i it's a hard question to ask without realizing um after the first time you ask it you might be making a lot of assumptions about someone's financial status but 
when I see, for instance, like, you know, the reactions to Beast Wars, Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron's huge price, I'm kind of like, yes, it is expensive. It's also coming out in like six to eight months. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, if you if you feel like life will be worse without it, like you do have a lot of time. And and I'd also say with my own experience with just getting Dinobot, like something that big is I don't think it's going to be likely to like you. You've got 12 minutes from the time that we announce it until it's all gone forever. There's going to be opportunities to come around later and it might be a little bit more expensive, but. You know, you'd be able to maybe maybe pull it together a little bit more and and get things done. And it, it's also absolutely true that if you do save up for that long for a really expensive figure like that, you may be missing out on a lot of the smaller figures that come out in the interim, and thus you're mm-hmm. missing out on participating in in the zeitgeist at the time of you know new siege toys or whatnot. And and that that is true. Uh, it's just kind of like it's also it, it is all true, and. It's, is it actually your right to be able to afford and purchase all of it in a timely manner? Or is it not? And, like, I say that as someone <clears throat> who who is pretty horrifically financially irresponsible when it comes to wanting to participate in the Transformers zeitgeist. But, like, I'm, I'm able to scrape by, um, mostly on stupid blind luck. But, like, it, it's, it's, I don't know how to, it's, it's, there's no way to say it that doesn't sound jerkish, I guess is my problem. But, like... The hard truth is, like, you, you're you usually given enough time and notice that, like, it's not unfeasible to save up for it unless you don't have the income to be really collecting figures in general. Or, 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 or along with that, if you are saving up for it, there's a good chance, like, okay, but then you're, you're not able to participate in the new generation's mainline. And it's kind of like, it's true. And you, I guess you got to make a choice, you know? And, and it's not, like, a great thing, but... It's it's a response I always like have on the tip of my tongue when it comes to talking about masterpiece prices, and I'm always kind of like, I don't know how to say this really, without causing more problems than it will than it will maybe alleviate. But like, do you guys know what I mean? It's kind of like when 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 pe- when when I see the conversation of how masterpiece used to be so much more affordable to get into, and now it's so expensive. It's like it's true, but also you, I don't know. Skip other stuff, and you can afford it. Yeah, it's it's always going to come down to like what are your priorities, and if getting that's your priority, then you know what you've got to do. Um, I'll say like, <clears throat> you know, TFCon Los Angeles coming up here, uh, a lot quicker maybe than would have been expected next week. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. having, yeah, I'm having to you know change some of my purchasing habits and and you know. Alfie and I are talking about, okay, well, let's be a whole lot more cognizant about, you know, maybe not just like, hey, we'll, you know, just get fast food a couple nights a week because that's just easier to do. You know, maybe we need to be better about like doing a meal prep Sunday and we make just a whole bunch of chicken or a a pot roast or something that we eat on all week and save a little bit more money and be able to put that ahead. There's, there's also a because... huge positive that goes with that though, where you're also going to be healthier. <laughs> Cause like, right. That, that's the one nice well, thing I mean... about changing food is that like, it's, it's often less expensive to just mm-hmm. buy a couple things that you can cook together, uh, than it is to eat out. So right. like, there's always like, or a, even just like, there's a win, make a big old honking, you know, pot of spaghetti or something. And you know, you, eat on that for quite a while but it's it's doing that sort of thing you you got to determine like what's my end goal how do i reach that and 
and go from there. So, you know, I mean, sure, you can, you know, be very irresponsible and then, you know, get upset that it didn't happen. But there's, I mean, there's always the, the you know, you, the whole thing where you got to take credit for, take credit and responsibility for your own actions. Yeah, like, like, like what I'll say in, in, in kind of bouncing off of that, when I say I'm pretty irresponsible with my money, like that's not really a huge joke. It's like, no, nah, I actually don't really mm-hmm. like the way that I'm. I'm kind of like just sort of bouncing month to month, not really thinking too much. Uh, but what goes hand in hand with that is like I blame myself for that. And so if like a bunch of expensive stuff comes out at the same time, I've I've done it before, like years ago, and I've taught myself that I shouldn't do it, which is to go- complain at the creators and at the products for coming out with mm-hmm. bad timing because it's like that's not really their problem. And a lot of them actually gave pretty decent notice that I could have planned better for. That's on me. Uh, right. And 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 it, I, I want to once again say I'm not trying to leverage this as a harsh statement on folks who are bummed out about Masterpiece Toys being expensive. It's just like if you see one that you think looks really cool and you, you are really certain that it has to be a part of your collecting life, then, like, figure out what to drop I guess, you know, like, like to say that masterpiece should be less expensive. I just, I'll say the, like, I'll say the response again, that's defeating, in my opinion, the purpose of masterpiece now. Um, cause if they made masterpiece beast wars, Megatron, a $100 toy, he would probably also be massively less impressive. And, yeah. He'd be maybe deluxe Voyager size. And then someone might say, well, that's perfect for me. And it's like, that's cool. But like, are you now asking for a fancy generations toy is my question. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had that, we've had that discussion in the thread before where it was like very specifically masterpiece aesthetic at a smaller scale. And I'm like, I kind of dig that cause I would be into that, but I feel like that might also run into things like there's things about sizing and scale uh, of, of physical parts that are still things that I find easy to forget about at times. Like Aaron masterpiece Dinobot, right? Some of yeah. the stuff he's doing, I don't think would be, uh, I think it would be doable at a smaller scale, but I think the figure would certainly not feel very good if those. Yeah, parts so I've done all of one transformation, um, and that was actually over the weekend at game day, wowing other people <laughs> about that Transformers does this now. And yeah, there are quite a bit of things that I I think it has to be done at at the. Two hundred and eighty to three hundred dollar or whatever it actually was on release level because, like the way that it like that the whole middle section shrapnels to come back together, like how how else are you going to do that other than either put a lot of money in it or just have it be nowhere near that level and, and, I, I, and I, I totally get the idea that like well i'd rather have something that that was like mildly impressive but looked really good l- the way i want it to at a smaller scale and i and then if someone says well, what about generations is like well it doesn't look right then it's like eventually it's like well then transformers isn't looking right for you and yeah <laughs> i guess you just gotta hold and, off and there, there's the rough thing that at a certain level it also comes down to like individual opinions and likes and dislikes and you know, if yeah, if you don't like too. a thing, man, you don't like a thing, and that's okay. It's not, you know, yeah. somebody else may absolutely love the way that that the thing happens, and that you don't doesn't mean that your opinion is worse or theirs is worse or yours is better and theirs is better. It's just 
different. And I'll I'll throw in another one. If you just don't like the masterpiece stores are expensive, like that's fine. Uh, I, I I certainly am guilty of coming off like it's good that they're expensive because of the way I talk about them. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's more I guess for me it's more like when someone says they don't like that they're that expensive and they should be cheaper is when I I guess I take some umbrage and I'm kind of like well why should they be cheaper like what where's the should coming from precisely right. you know um it, they're make like like literally the name of the thing is masterpiece. <laughs> Like they have a they yeah. have a highfalutin pretentious air about the whole line from day one back in oh three or oh four. So like you know <laughs> at the end of the day, um yeah, like that's why that's why I just I, I liked this this response of like it was nice to hear someone else say it, I guess. I just don't I don't hear it from other people in a way that, that that's that um uh even handed because I've I've heard this kind of response before, but it's people going like, "Well, kid, you should learn how to manage your money." And it's kind of like, "Class well, not helping anyone." That's just exacerbating the tone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to share that. I, I thought it was worth sharing. Um, I don't know, TJ. Just a quick one. Imagine the eighty dollar version of Masterpiece Dinobot. Go. Uh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> You guys cover the cover the whole gambit there. I didn't feel the need to really interrupt it. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I kind of feel this. I kind of feel the same way. We got plenty of time to prepare for purchases like that. You know, like me personally, I find that as masterpieces have gotten more expensive, my interest in the main line has gotten less interest, less uh, involved. It's mm. like, like, well, for RID and now Cyberverse, I'm just like. A passive interest at best and even prime i skipped a bunch of toys so i feel like i feel like personally like collecting wise my prices still kind of balance out and i'm still spending about what i used to yeah but that that's that's a personal take on it you know that's you know mileage may vary I, I, yeah but I, I think you i think you covered just about everything i could mention yeah i just i always want to repeat it like no, no one's telling you that you that that we know your financial situation, and and it's easy. I think it's super easy to come off inadvertently like we do, and and uh, and we absolutely do not. But I guess just at some point, the tone about wanting masterpiece cheaper becomes a very, for a lack of a better term, a very self centered tone that that uh, is hard for me to converse with to a point. Um, is is what I'll say. But uh, moving on from there, we got one more listener question. Um, and I realized, actually, I was going to make Aaron read this one. Uh, but TJ, if you want to take it, go for it. Uh, it's just it's funnier if Aaron has to read stuff that, that talks about you and me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from Destron Supreme. Hello, Evangelist and the Even team. I'm sorry if I'm being rude and asking for a specific group, but I've How been... How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I've been listening to you guys since nine-year-old me found out that his favorite YouTuber, TJ Omega, did a Transformer show with the one and only Evangelist, the hand-feeling Dudicus. I'm actually still really happy hearing you say that one. I thought it would be better if Aaron said it, but that wasn't... Okay. No, no, I resent you for choosing me now. Thank you both for all your great content over the years on YouTube. Thank you, Aaron, for providing some of the greatest laughs from the podcast, and thank all three of you... A second time for always brightening my day for over a decade now. 19 years old has been listening since nine. There you go, Aaron. There's one more of those. Just Yeah. <laughs> we we talked CJ, we talked about that a little bit 
during those podcast roundtables because we had like a, a an age range of podcaster this year at Chicago, and uh, Aaron was certainly Aaron was really feeling the heat. I felt on the whole, like, guess what? A little bit. I was between like two eight year olds or something <laughs> up on that table. Right? Yeah. It was very disconcerting. We had okay. What else? TJ. We had uh, Steel City Bots hosts who were there. Are are folks like that whole podcast basically is like folks who kind of grew up on the Unicron trilogy mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, which I have yelled about many times before. I love that perspective in our fandom because, like, that's that's not just a you know a, those are the kids perspective. It's like no, those are like uh, well at least one of them uh <laughs> those are adults and almost soon to be adults talking about stuff in the same kind of energy that we do and and, and that you mm-hmm. know 80s fans do and i think it's awesome but yeah that's that's another reason why i wanted to read this question this is give aaron one more little digs um tj how how old was was this listener when they first nine to us? and then that was a decade that's 10 years right that they've been nine-year-old him found me his favorite youtuber did a transformer show for with Vangelis, like, uh. A nine-year-old who is now 19 who has listened to us talk. Oh, my God. That could have been someone's kid. That 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 that's that could have been someone's kid that was 10 years ago. There's a chance you might have even had a, a, an older friend who had a nine-year-old back then who is now out of high school. Let's just rub this into you guys' a little bit. Your guys' uh, brain mm. muscles a tad. Hey, what's the question? <laughs> God, I, I had to check my blood pressure multiple times today. This is a really bad day to get this question. <laughs> <laughs> now for a question. Hey. I, find, I find it interesting how a handful of Transformer stories have a character that is instantly recognized as the best, while others ha- either have a group of contenders or no one that comes to mind. For insight, I was wondering which character each of you gravitated towards from each series. Just in case, I listed a few series, uh, all of them, uh, that came. Uh, that I think this is came to mind. Came and to mind. Had a day with it. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> came every, to kind slow. Came to kind is what slow. Came through. We went through Google Translate on this one, uh, but yeah. feel free to skip over and, or add to it as you wish. Flick. It feels so good to finally type that. So we don't have to do all of them. I was just going to say, like, ones that really jumped to mind as characters you loved. Um, who maybe... I, I would almost say, like, maybe who weren't seen as, like, the best character. Like, when when it, when when the question says, recognizes the best, the way I parse that is how someone says, Beast Wars. And someone goes, like, oh, Dinobot was the best character. Or someone says, Armada. Starscream was the best character. It's kind of like that. I think that's what that means. Like, the, uh-huh. you know, the, the community agreed mm-hmm. answer. Um... I got a couple, like you know, to be honest, characters who I thought were great. Like in G1, for instance, uh, not enough people respect the Skuckzoid. You know, hardworking, slightly bloated lizard Boba Fett, who uh, just gets, like, really mistreated in general by everyone on the cast. The Decepticons treat him like, like a pawn at best. The Autobots treat him like a, a an insect at best. Like, the Autobots kind of really... I mean, with a name like Skuckzoid, though, I mean... have some basic empathy. The poor thing is called the Skuckzoid. It's like... (laughs) Think about it. Skuckzoid Skuckzoid leaves a kind of a gross, kind of Dengar-esque life, but, like, maybe Skuckzoid was pushed down that path a little bit by an unfeeling galaxy, is all I'm gonna say. Um, So, I don't know. That's one of mine. Uh, TJ, what's one of yours? Uh, I'm looking through the list here. 
Uh, a few do come to mind. Uh, for G1, it's always been Blitzwing for me. Because he did the Dinobot thing long before Dinobot, and no one ever gives him credit for it. Uh, and also the quiet rumor that maybe that was supposed to be Octane oh, that whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it makes it makes yeah. total sense if you actually watch through the season. Yeah, I know. That's, the, like, that's so great, because poor Blitzwing just disappears. But <laughs> I think it makes him more interesting because that's the final note to his character. Like, if he continued yeah. down that storyline, oh, he just gets lumped into the Decepticons again. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, Blitzwing is just like, no, I'm actually leaving. Goodbye. Yeah. I think Carbomia was a terrible idea. <laughs> Me and Cliffjumper are out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, for him, that one comes to mind for G1. For Beast Wars, yeah, Dinobot's the obvious. Second, for me, was always Black Arachnia. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one could argue she's one of those auto-includes as well. Yeah, but yeah. because she's, it's one of those where she could be the best in her fiction, but she happens to be oh, sharing yeah, a room with Dinobot. Dinobot. Yeah, yeah. So and she's like, not part of Dinobot's story either, which is an important thing, I think, to mention. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy to forget that because she's part of a Scott McNeil story and there's like 14 of him in the show. So, <laughs> uh, I'll look through, I'm looking through the list here. There are a few like IDW, like who didn't I gravitate toward? IDW a... is so chock full. I feel like that's one you can't even really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we'll be here all day. Yeah. I think uh, we... I will. I will play fair and and I will make my last one Energon just to say demolish or for like six episodes. Before the show, like, like, just like, you know, tried to stuff the character up its own butt and fire it out again. Yeah, like, like, when when he had his opening arc, that was great. That was fantastic. It's a shame that then they went like, what if we mind wipe him to go ook, 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 and act <laughs> oh like Donkey God. Kong a whole lot. That sure is a so... great and uh, what a what a dignified story arc for this character after that death scene. What a dignified idea to irreparably mind wipe him uh i'm not i am mad anyway aaron <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll pick a couple uh robots in disguise um i always think i really like the the train brothers that's an mm -hmm. underrated group of characters because it was like completely it was like the first stab at a completely different like combiner style than we'd seen in a long time because even like the um build team was still kind of like a hey you could be an arm or a leg type of thing <clears throat> but the way that the train trio went together uh was always interesting to me i also like um, portrayal wise and like each... like uh in the dub more so than in in car robots like having rail spike had that much older voice uh mm -hmm. Like the show kind of just let them down completely narratively as time went on, but yeah, that, that was a cool little thing of like, hey, what if one of these trains is also like just the most grizzled ass veteran who's like, nah, it's like my third body. I'm here to lead. Yeah, these. <laughs> maybe we can roll that up to Prime Studios' question as well about what series would you take as is, but rewrite the fiction on. Or it's like, well, with Rid, it would be okay. We're gonna take the dub, but we're gonna give them actual human scripts to work with at the start when they're trying to write you know, each week's episode, not the machine translations they, they were given. Uh, right. And we'll also give them a, a whole six months to write the series as opposed to, like, go, you know? Because <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would leave some of Rid alone. Like, I would, I would probably fight someone if they wanted to rewrite anything Peter Spellos was doing during Rid as Skybite. 
Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Let let the artist work, sir. <laughs> uh, but Aaron, did you have any, have any uh, other ones? Uh, that was the one that came to mind. All right. Um, I should say there are plenty in the movies that I act- I have because they only had like one or two lines, and then I made up the rest. So I don't know how much that counts. <laughs> um, in the High Moon games, breakdown was really understated as it went in the Decepticon campaign. Like they really actually went with the part where he's like breaking down and fairly paranoid, <laughs> you know, especially when they're getting chased by Omega Supreme breakdown was a fantastic inclusion on the squad during that, where he's just like, Oh God, this, this, this thing that's like, I'm the size of its finger is trying to kill us. We're all going to die. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, animated in prime, I almost feel like, I don't know, go back and listen to some of our podcasts from back when those were still on the air. Like I had plenty to say about them then. And I don't want to, I want to kill too much time trying to like rearrange all my thoughts and remember everything that, that aren't the, you know, the quote unquote auto includes, um, you know, animated swindle is a big one. You know, the, the swindle who is kind of outside of the war for the most part. Uh, it's a really cool idea. And, uh, and prime was, I think it's chock full of really good characters. Uh, as a series, I think Prime has a justified bad rap for kind of treading water a lot of the time. But boy, did that show like world build whenever it took the time to world build that show was just like, here, have uh, have have like a, a bookshelf of world building. We'll just push it on to you so you can't get out from under it while we go do something else and figure out some more MacGuffin chasing. But like that, that show was dripping with quality. I just you know what? Prime Studios question. I wish Prime uh for the most part could be written the same just written at a better pace uh i think it could that could do something for it yeah um oh i forgot the machinima series was in here machinima megatron obviously yeah uh also Mm -hmm. hey something that should be rewritten and re-recorded and redirected and 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 reanimated um I'll speak of IDW. Let me just throw it out here quickly. Uh, I, I just want to share a quick thought. I, I realized the final issue of Lost Lights about to come out, uh, and, and I'm, I'm remembering the fu- like like this. This is a feeling. This feeling began when uh, Requiem for the Wreckers came out, and it was like that's the Nick Roche era kind of finished, and now we're about to have the James Roberts era kind of finished, and then with almost perfect. I don't. I don't even know if I'm mad anymore. Almost perfectly. <laughs> Lost Light 25 is also supposed to be chronologically the final issue of IDW, taking place after the final issues of Optimus Prime and Unicron. Those two issues aren't out for three more weeks, because IDW's release scheduling, to the bitter end, (laughs) is a part of this experience. Uh, So some folks are actually going to try to hold out for three weeks, spoilerless, on Lost Light, um, or Lost Light's final issue. And, you know, Godspeed, I don't think I can do that. Uh, I have to oh. just accept. I'll I'll kind of know bits of how Unicron ends three like, weeks in advance. For me, uh, I like Boss Light and whatever title iteration came before it. That's been my favorite part of IDW. Like I can't not read it as soon as I can. Yeah, I just the, the mm-hmm. thing that bums me out. This is gonna take wind out of the sails of of um, Optimus and Unicron. And Barber's stuff has gotten so good compared to how it was back when it was Robots in Disguise. Um, that I it's just like man, like give Barber a break, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm staying up to uh, to read that one because I 
I uh, don't think I will be able to avoid, uh, at the very least, spoilery fan art <laughs> before uh, the three weeks are up. Um, but yeah, that man, that is crazy. Even though we knew for months, isn't it still? Like, we've known for ages, and the books have been going on for like half a year, and still it feels really weird that uh, IDW Continuity Number 1 is about to, to close up of its own volition. I wanted to go... But it it wants to, and and I'm so happy that they get to make that decision. Yeah, I, I'll give it that. It's like it, this is on their own terms. Like, yeah, I that mean, makes to a that, point. To, to a point, like because there there's been obviously some, there <laughs> there's been some faster pacing to some of these issues. Yeah, Lost Light, in fact, being I think the biggest culprit of like, well, okay, we're actually gonna get some of this stuff done. Uh, and James Roberts has not been shy to talk about straight up dropped uh, subplots that he was kind of hoping to do a year or two down the road. Um, and good on him, you know, because he I remember back in the day, remember the Brad Mick duo and how they were to this day. They're like, we don't really want to tell you what the Dreamwave ongoing is going to be like, because, hey, maybe that story is yet to come. And it's kind of like it's like, y'all, I hate I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Y'all like I get it. But in this very specific context, it's like, y'all, like, like unless, unless you guys are writing the new ongoing in 2019, time's up. You're done mm-hmm. with that. Like, that's over. Yeah. yeah. Gotta, just tell us, crying out loud. <laughs> God. Uh, you do realize that since, like, of all shows, like, Young Justice is getting a third season now, it's like, they're never going to reveal anything ever again for any piece of fiction. Because now there's always those- a chance. Those those guys, those guys. Someone needs to sit them down and tell them they probably have better ideas now than they did in like what year was that? Two thousand four, like the end of ID, of Dreamwave because IDW was oh five, so like oh three oh four. It's like it's like folks, it's been fifteen years. <laughs> Let yeah. go of it. You're not getting another run at this. Or if you get another run, it's gonna be better than whatever you were gonna do fifteen years ago. It's gotta be. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't want, I don't want to dwell too much otherwise because uh, uh, I have you know I haven't read the book yet. Also, we got to be careful. Aaron is still catching up. Um, yeah, I, I'm still way behind. However, I've seen people complain that they're putting books in slightly out of order. S- slightly is a very kind word to use. Yes, <laughs> uh, you're not going to experience any of this. But the start of the Unicron event was also multiple months i think of optimus prime being completely out of sync with the unicron event uh in a way that actually really kneecapped a few deliveries in optimus prime where they're like did you know that and it's kind of like yeah i saw it two months ago in unicron number one it's like oh okay well so aaron look forward to this when you get caught up you're actually going to get to read all of it in order yeah probably so you know high fives uh anyway that's been some uh, listener questions. We still have plenty. Uh, not to say you shouldn't send more in. Just like if you send one in, it's going to be a little while because <laughs> uh, toy news keeps happening and probably siege what we got is still going to happen. Not this week. Not unless one of you guys was really bluffing on me uh, sometime in the last hour. But we do have what we got this week to talk about. So, uh, Aaron, let's go over to you. Any Transformers this week? Nope. I was gonna go get one, and I you don't even. I couldn't even get my. I didn't push my chair back more than an inch. Okay. Well, TJ. Not nothing that we didn't already kind of talk about at TFCon. So, oh, and, you, and you gave the update on Dinobot that you actually transformed it once. Yep. Um. Did you? Oh, did you lube it? 
I did not lube it. Okay, I'll well, be careful. But I was very careful in my individual shoulder movements did you, in order to get... Did you see the part of the ratchet that kind of springs up and down on the wheel? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you, know, you at least know what it is. Correct. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, TJ, as I'm wheeling my chair away, any Transformers you got this week? Mm. <laughs> Hold on! Are we waiting? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to get back. Because he's... Get back here, quick! Because I don't have much of an answer for you. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Uh, in technically any physical capacity, no. I'm just waiting for Siege to show up, and Studio Series never restocks here. In oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. In the vein of anything Transformer related, uh, I got a shirt in that is basically my childhood printed on 100% cotton. Oh, I see, yeah, I see the shirt, the, the Land Before Time Dinobots. is That's a real good two things shirt. Yeah, like, it, it it amazes me that I have known both these franchises most of my life. I never put it together how closely matched they were to the Dinobots. Like, they just happened to pick the same dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, when was Land Before Time made? That was, that was the 80s, right? Late 80s. Uh, late 80s? Yeah, like, that's... I feel like the Dinobots, in a way, kind of came... I mean, they were slightly older toys um, by that point, but still, they they were coming from that same... What do you call it? Like, the kind of shared mindset of what cool dinosaurs are in the 80s? Like, the plate one, the, the triceratops, the flying yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the discussion we just had. Like, dinosaurs have a first that everyone mentions, and then, yeah. then there's others. But yeah, it's it's, it's a... You know, they both use the motley crew of dinos that are fairly expected outside of, you know, T-Rexes being the bad guys in this scenario. Yeah. Oh, it's been years since I saw Land Before Time. That that movie, I actually, sca- I don't remember why anymore, but when I was a kid, I didn't like watching it because there was something in it that scared me, and I don't remember what it was. But the original Shark oh, Tooth like- was frightening. Okay. Yeah. Like, mom dying, and all you got is this, like, leaf, and you're kind of like, hungry, and you could eat the leaf, but it's the last thing that your mom gave yeah, you. Yeah, you, like, you go through all these wastelands, area, like, places where dinos didn't make it all the way to <laughs> Let the me Great make everyone Valley. mad for a second. Like, I forgot his mom dies. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of sad. Like, yeah, like there's been like there's been like nine of them or something now, and all the other ones are super bright, colorful, like make kids happy for the afternoon movies. So everyone forgets how incredibly bleak the first one was. That the first one just straight up did a Bambi. Uh, man. Okay, well, that's that's a solid shirt. That's 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 one of the good ones, I would say. Um, well, I I grabbed my what I got this week. I wanted to talk about, by the way, update. Mm-hmm. So. I got my punch counterpunch. Uh, did you guys know this toy is really good? Because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other thing. So I transformed mine. I've I've, I've run them through all three modes. I messed messed around with them a bunch. I didn't go to double check it online. I can't for the life of me tell what the shoulder problem was anymore. And because I don't notice anything, I have chosen to ignore that it was ever a thing. Because whatever it was, I don't notice it. The robot modes work fine, and the car mode came together decently. So I don't know what happened. Uh, someday I'll go to look it up. 
but <laughs> right now I'm kind of happy that I just ended up with, I guess, a good one. Um, so I, I, I would still wager that if you do the shoulder flip, the car mode won't come together decently, but very well. All right. Cause it, I was waiting for the car mode to have a big ass, like studio series VW Bumblebee kind of problem in coming together. No, it's, it's, it was, I mean, in my opinion, it was an improvement over the way that it came stock, but it's not a thing where it's just absolutely horrible, terrible, and it's got to go the other way. Like, this also, I would say, is an excellent example of what happens when a big thing is going on and you don't have the figure until months later. Yeah. Like, all I remember is there was a big thing and I was waiting for something to to show me that it was part of the big thing, whatever that was, and it never arose. And I was like, huh, I don't mind. <laughs> like, like literally, my main problem with the figure is that his thigh swivel is tighter than the ball socket hip connection. So when I try to swivel his thigh, one of his legs would tend to pop off before the thigh would swivel. Um, and sometimes his hat falls down over the eyeballs of the wrong head. That's about it. Like, I, I was pleasantly surprised that after, because in the package... In, in punch robot mode, like, his shoulder things are, like, just all over the place. Uh, and then I found the, the little tab they're supposed to to, to, to slot onto. And uh, and mm-hmm. I really like it. Uh, I love the hand flip. I even like the prime armor on him, because you can use the opposing chest's prime armor connection, and it actually looks like a pretty solid jetpack to me. Yeah. Uh, also, the little um, Prima Prime, done in all translucent with silver detailing, but all the translucent stuff is, like, the core... And the face, mm-hmm. that's friggin' sharp. Like, when I hold him up to a light, it looks like a little dude made of energy wearing silver armor. I kind of like that. It just makes me sad that, like, it means nothing. It's like, why Why precisely would Prima Prime... Was it Prima Prime? Yeah. Why would Why would that one be hanging out with Punch Counterpunch? I guess because Punch Counterpunch is actually the most important Cybertronian on, on the, the, in the galaxy. Uh, anyway, good figure. I have two. I'm debating now if I want to hold on to my Japanese pre-order. Um, I'm kind of tempted just in case something is different. Uh, so we'll see. Um, and by something being different, I mean like the world's most minor tooling thing ever. But uh, that's the main thing I wanted to highlight. Other than to say, as I said earlier, uh, the more I've been messing with them, though, man, Transmetal Waspinator is a really good figure. Yeah. Like, holy mm-hmm. crap. Uh, the, the only thing about him that's kind of a bummer, and I think I would have felt this way because of a certain part of it, is I wish more of him pegged together. And I only say that, and I think I would have felt this way as a kid, because he's covered in little pegs and peg holes, or at least things that resemble them. And I kept going, like, do any of these go together? And then eventually it's like, nah, none of them do. And I was like, all right. It feels weird how many of them there are. (laughs) But, uh, I still really love him. Uh, both color schemes. Um, I'm still kind of tempted to try to track down the Japanese one, uh, but messing with these, uh, I'm super happy I didn't pay 75 bucks for the sealed two pack with Cheetor. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, also injector is great, uh, but everyone knew that already. Uh, and I, I didn't, I actually had forgotten this injector fiction wise is the Predacon air commander. So I'm like, holy crap, I have the Predacon air force elite right here. Air Commander Injector and the two Wasp Seekers. Like, I'm set. 
so I'm, I'm really hype. I got to get the Dragonfly Fusor um, from from out west uh, to finish off the team. I think. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really digging these. Uh, it's been said many times by other people for years. So I'll, you know, I'm just I'm just repeating verbatim. If you've never messed with a Beast Wars toy and you find it loose uh, in good condition uh, at a at a convention, pick it up. Give it a try. There's some gems in there. Um, when I TJ, when I was at the show, I think at some point during one of the panels I was on, I straight up did the case for Optimus Minor, and I feel very proud of myself. Because uh, I told a whole bunch of people that he does a cartwheel to transform, and a whole bunch of people were like, "Wait, what?" So I, <laughs> I think I might have gotten a whole new, you know, handful of people like going, "I should find Optimus Minor." If I if, uh, if the if the eBay price goes up i'm blaming you well i mean there's probably still some sealed ones on shelves somewhere in the continent right 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 yeah probably right by the transkeetos the one thing i felt a little bit bad about is i spent money on an injector and i like injector and everyone should own one but i forgot that injector is like the single most produced beast wars toy of which like literally it was breeding with itself on shelves for years uh going into the unicron trilogy (laughs) you could still find them i probably could have just gotten one um, by wandering the country for a while, but nonetheless, you know, little victories. Uh, that is the on topic of what we got. Uh, nothing new to report TCG wise, other than people should listen to our podcast with Drew Nolosco about Metroplex. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll just take us over to off topic. Uh, TJ, anything off topic on your end uh, that you want to talk about? Everything I have gotten this week are model kits that have not been assembled yet, and thus are impossible to speak of outside of ooh, box pretty. I did... What a good sprue layout. Yeah. My god, that's a lot of stickers. Uh, <laughs> the only one, the the one that is complete, and the one that I can now finally speak of, is I finally got around to finishing my mini plot Voltron. Ooh. Go Lion, to ooh. be technical. Uh, so individually, everything is really nice. Like all the lions have like their knees, elbows, and ankles, and they've got ball joints at at the hips. So they've got good range of motion, like head tilt, open jaw, all that. Individually, lion modes are great. Aside from the black lion, whose head is like super tiny, on a very stretched out neck, because we have to fit out, we have to fit his head transformation in there. And all that's good. Uh, the stickering on it is actually not bad. Like, outside of the the star on the belt of Voltron, there aren't anything that have to be put over, like, ludicrous 3D detailing. And do they do they adhere pretty well? Uh, yeah, like, I've, I've looked it over it now, and nothing's peeled up. I don't have to go back and glue stick anything down yet. So, uh, sticker's still hol- holding in, which is always the crux of any mini plot for me is just do do i have to keep paying attention to the stickers and do i have to keep reapplying every month or so uh so far he's fine so that's all good where the toy falls apart is they really wanted to get anime accurate for the combined mode which means he cheats a lot mm-hmm. and by cheating a lot like he does some good stuff like, some of the original transformation and combination elements are intact. Like, he's got, uh, like, double double elbows. Be- 
thanks to like the lions like extending out to reveal them so there's a little bit more transformation than the originals that's okay. it uh in order to get him into voltron mode uh the black lion has to have two of the legs removed uh, and all the others have to have all of their legs removed and replaced with anime accurate like caps yeah and then all four of the lion limbs have to have their heads replaced because my the, eyes are really wide as I'm nodding. It's like, it's like the 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 ones for the legs, the blue and yellow lions, their heads are too small to act as properly balanced feet. And the hands are too small to hold any of the weaponry. So it's uh the con like it's a very loose definition of combination because I've got like literally a Ziploc bag full of lion legs. Just sitting around doing nothing. This is why I decided to just pass on Super Mini Plot in general. Is I saw reviews of the Gao Gaigar, I saw reviews of the Daizujin, the Megazord, and every single one of them, as and then I watched reviews of of, uh, the Go Lion of of every Super Mini Plot that came out, and I was like, this lion almost is is making a an, uh, an intentional thing out of doing part swaps kind of like how kabaya does as well yeah but on like a on like a level that like i can't abide due to some of the things that they're part swapping for and uh it's not to say and i'll, I'll say it super mini plot is very good it also is not something i actually want so uh, it's one of those things where i'm like this is very good and i don't want to buy it and it kills me because it's like people are like hey did you get that super mini plot gal gar yet and when i say no they're like why not because they think something's wrong with it and i'm like I just don't want one that has to part shred. Uh, there's nothing wrong yeah, with right. that. It's just like I'm, I've am i realized I just I don't enjoy part shredding um, unless I feel like you know, how do I put this? I don't mind part shredding in certain scenarios and I, have, I find it very hard to define those and Super Mini Plot is not a scenario where I like part shredding is the only way I can really explain it. I um, have I have Daisujin and Dragon Caesar and they were fine. For the most part, there's very little on them that requires swapping. Like I think on Daisujin, it's just the just the T Rex head. And I just when I saw that, I actually was like, I'm not getting this anymore because I was just for some reason that the nature of that part swap that was was too much for you. It's it's not that it's a part swap. It was what part was being swapped and why. For whatever reason, I was just like, I can't. No, I don't. I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, there's some stuff like that I can tolerate. Like, I can tolerate it on them. And, like, I had two really nice Super Mini Plot experiences. So, like, okay, let's go in for Voltron as well. Oh, my, it's a night and day difference. It's like, Daisujin is, like, one main part swaps. On Voltron, it's like, everyone needs work. Yeah, I saw the side-by-side photos back when the thing was first coming out of the, like, and here's what's left over. And I was like, nah, I don't want to even think about that. I mean, <laughs> like, I, my hope was that, like, they would counter that by, like, giving the option to just transform it like the old toys. And, like, the legs fold up and it's kibbly, but it still really works and you don't need to swap anything. Nope, nope. It, legs don't bend enough for that. Yeah, that's the thing that also kind of killed me is when it wasn't really an option thing. It was more like, no, we just went down this road. Uh, it's kind of like the only one that's really tempted me was, um, oh, what's the pre-Zoo Ranger one they did? 
Uh, they do a pre-Zoo Ranger? They did, and it was premium Bandai, but it's not that hard to get on Mandarake. Um, oh, man, I got to look it up now. This is going to bother me. <laughs> what, they did one from, what, was it from Jetman or? Was it Jetman? It was I Jetman, don't... I think. Okay. No, wait, no, no wait, hang on. No? What? Uh, I found the photo. Mm-hmm. It, oh, God, okay, the photo doesn't say what it is. I have to go to Link the... me, link me. Uh, hang on. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go. Here we go. I found it. Live man. Oh, they did Jesus, the live man random. stuff. Yeah. So the from what I heard, Tom Chu uh, went through the build and he said that t- to its credit, the live man super mini plot has almost no part swapping. I'm, like, on that one, I would hope so because it's a far simpler design. There's still a little bit, but not very much. Mm-hmm. And it, and if I recall correctly, the part swapping on the live man super mini plot was the kind that you kind of could ignore if you wanted if you didn't mind having extra chunks on on the thing. I'll post mm-hmm. a link in the the podcast thing. Um I don't know if this fully carried through to the uh, add-on robot, but like the live man super mini plot is the only one I'm kind of tempted by also because it's like super mini plot engineering on like one of the Godaiken style combinations where like straight up it's like here's a lion and two vehicles. Um it's got a mm-hmm. lion chest cuz it's from that era of aesthetic. Uh that one's kind of tempting, but yeah, uh, man. Yeah, like right now at HLJ, I've got uh, Muteki Shogun just sitting, waiting to be shipped out. And I was super, super excited for it because I love the Shogun Megazord. And now I'm a little bit trepidatious about what I'm going to get. I went to watch a video of how it worked and then decided not to order it is what I'll say. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It still is very good. Uh, and when it combines together, it's like probably the best figure ever made of that that mecha design. There's uh, been two. True, but <laughs> the it was another one where I was kind of like, I was kind of like, could that part not have? I don't know. <laughs> Did it have to come off? Uh, and it was again a super minor thing. So you probably will be fine with it. Um, it's not. It's not. If I recall correctly, it is not Go Lion level. Uh, I think Super Mini Plot Go Lion might actually just be the worst one. <laughs> I, I can't imagine much worse. Like, I could almost build a new figure out of this. Yeah. Uh, so, and and uh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know how to put this. I'm not inviting defense, really, of of the, the parts forming, because I think it's, I think that the things are still good. I just know that my taste will leave me more disappointed than happy with the parts forming stuff. So I just don't want to spend the money on it is the main thing. Uh, I think that y'all should and enjoy them and even paint them up if you want to. That stuff's really fun. Um. Anyway, uh, TJ, anything else off topic uh, you want to hit up? Uh, no, that would be it. Well, then, Aaron, tell hey. me about off topic things you got that weren't <sighs> insomnia. Um, d- during the insomnia, I was playing a whole lot of Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I heard that game's all right. Yeah, uh, somebody called it Cowboy Skyrim, and I cannot disagree. Um, very, very open worldy, um, enjoyable, and also uh, just rage inducing. I got myself a a couple of perfect wolf pelts, and then got jumped and killed, and then I lost my perfect wolf pelts. And so I turned off the PlayStation 4 and angrily went and did something else. At any point when something like that happened, did you yell at the screen, Well, was it worth 100 hours a week? And then, like, 
Just stomp off. No, <laughs> I, I I didn't do that, but I might I might have right. thought it really loud because nobody else around would understand the hundred hours my, a week thing. My and... favorite tweets about the game have been stuff like that, showing a video clip of a horrific glitch going on, like a a, a horse getting caught up in a train. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It made me laugh <laughs> and feel bad for the people who were working that hard. But uh, it sounds yeah, I've, I've been hearing it's pretty solid. I keep forgetting it's not on PC. <laughs> yeah. It it is what it is, I guess. No, um, it is. I, I just keep going. It's it's not. I'm not mad. It's just I keep going to Steam for half a second. Whenever I I go like, oh, I should take a look. I'm like, no, wait a second. It's not there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. It's the. I mean, the last two weeks have been like TFCon prep for this and in, insanity. Yeah, what are you busy or something? Jeez. Yeah. Something. Um, well, congrats, though, on doing the big Extra Life Day that weekend, because I had my mom visiting. Uh, I That just blew by. Like, I, I saw some of your social media posting, and I was like, oh, God, mm-hmm. that's today. Huh. <laughs> so I, I yeah. still got to sort something out. Hitman 2 isn't out yet, so I still have an excuse. Yeah. Well, that was, like, me and a couple other people that were there in our group were definitely talking about uh, how, like, it would have been better if it was in a week or two, because there are other games that are coming out in a week or two that would also have been mm-hmm. fun to play straight through. So, I mean, it's also like you, like you explained to me when I was new to all this, that's not the only day to do it. It's just mm-hmm. the most attention grabbed, you know, Correct. hashtag driven day. Correct. Because you also get people that do it for the better part of a week, like giant bomb and, play drums for 24 hours so i watched some of that stream and i actually caught the end of that stream i didn't catch the end i saw like somebody tweeted the last two minutes of the stream i am alex was so coherent at the end of that yeah Uh, that that's what was amazing to me alex navarro uh like he he basically got into drumming due to rock band uh-huh. And it's kind of one of his hobbies. And so this year, one year he's, he tried, he's just, he was going to do an extra live stream, which was, I will drum until I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe he made it 15 hours. And then he kind of just, he was like, I can't do this anymore. My body's giving out. Um, he actually pulled off 24 hours of fairly rigorous drumming. Yeah. Uh, and was fully coherent at the end. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, y- y'all ever want to actually, like, feel tiny? You know, y'all ever want to actually, like, <laughs> feel like maybe I should stop complaining? Uh, watch someone who, who you know, has has some, some stuff going on who can also, like, do a 24-hour drumming stream and raise, what was it? Like, did he, he clear 100,000 He had, he had over 100,000 in donations during his 24 hours. Yeah. Like... And that is that it was something like seventy dollars a minute. Um, yeah. So it's there's a lot of impressive stuff that has gone on around this, and I'm glad to be a a, a small part of it. And uh, yeah, it was it would for me it was uh, endurance run, and I could not imagine playing rock band drums for for twenty four hours. And then there was talk like, hey, the like Guinness Book record for rock band is 26 hours. He might go for it next year. I mean, now that he actually has done it, right, for 24, right. that's like a bridge crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I still got to do something. Uh, I still want to. It's just like I have 
enough that I am, uh, how do I put this? There is enough going on is the words I'll use that, uh, doing an extra live stream has not been the highest priority, but it's not something I want to write off. I just want to, mm-hmm. I want to do it when it feels right. And it'll pro- if I do it, it'll probably be in, at like 12 hours tops. Cause I, I know I can't go past about 12 hours with yeah, that. There's, there are definitely like those, those points that, you know, through, through the, the day, I think there were a couple of points where I just, I hit a wall and then like I remembered somebody's good idea of like, hey, I'm at a friend's house. I'm going to go take a shower. And they're like, what? No, you're fine. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just I'm going to go take a shower. I'll be back in like 15 minutes. That's what Brad on Giant Bomb would do when he was doing a 24 hour and went and took a shower. And that got me four hours just. I was I was let, like flagging real hard, and then was like, I, "I'm gonna go do this. I'll be right back." And then it was like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Fresh clothes, yeah. like good to go." Yeah, uh, like taking a shower helps. Having people there helps too. Like another mm-hmm. thing for me is I'm generally, um, even though like I've had you know friends offer to help out, thank goodness, and I should take them up on it. But like generally, if I do it, it's like just me by myself uh, mm-hmm. with you know whoever's in the chat, and it's like. It's hard to stay connected, I guess, is the word I would use. Yeah. Um, after a bit. If it's 12 hours, it's kind of like, this is 12 hours of me talking out loud to myself, getting text feedback. Uh, anyway, I say all this, this is sound, starting to come off like I think I'm, I'm moving into making excuses territory, so I got to stop. But I also say all this because those of you out there, you got to respect people who do that stuff. Like, it's actually difficult, uh, and especially to do it for a good cause. And not just, you know, uh, to get some streaming bucks. Um, doubly uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. I got some off-topic I can talk about briefly. I got some Magic the Gathering cards. Uh-huh. In the shadow of the, like, social debacle that is Ultimate Masters. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't even know if... There's too much to explain about Ultimate Masters. <laughs> but... Uh, in the shadow of that, I picked up the Guilds of Ravnica guild kits yeah. from my local shop because I, I got heard a, I got a couple of those as well. I heard that they play against each other really well, and they're going to do the other five guilds in February. And I was like, apparently, like they're full of really good stuff too for for um, Popper and for EDH. And I'm like, probably, but I also really like precons that play well. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I, I, I'm like, I want to just eventually have the 10 guild decks as, um, you know, a 10 way, you know, t- a 10 selection dual deck scenario. I will and say Boros v. Golgari played well, uh, during Extra Life. From what I've heard, the only one that kind of suffers is Demir because it's a mill deck. Yeah. Uh, and naturally those tend to be a bit weaker because you have to have a really, you have to really know what you're uh-huh. doing to pull off a mill deck. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like the cards in there that are really good that I might want to use elsewhere. I'm like, if if it comes to that, then I'll make myself a proxy to keep in the guild deck. Mm-hmm. But I, I like these things are basically um, based on the current expansion that's out, which is the like fourth expansion based in this Ravnica world. So these guild decks are are just a bunch of sixty card decks, uh, one for each guild, which is two different colors of magic colors. And uh, they're pulling from all the different Ravnica sets, so from the one that's out this year and from the ones from several years ago. And then the other cool thing about the decks is that they are almost singleton decks. 
Um, it's almost all one ofs except for a few cards that are two ofs and the lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a really cool idea. So I'm, I want to, I want to try running them against each other for a bit and, and definitely keep them ready to go for February when the other five guilds come out. I love the way I got back into magic was good pre-constructed decks that play well against each other. And so that's still kind of my bread and butter. Um, I really want to get into pauper deck building. And by that, I mean, I really want to get over the hump where I find gatherer impossible to use. Uh, because I think being able to use Gatherer is a big part of being able to deck build magic. Because it's impossible to do it with physical cards now. Because there's too many. Yeah. Um, and I, that's the thing I had that I only recently finally realized is like trying to arrange. I was sitting there going like, should I be using binders? Because binders I do find easier for deck building with transformers. But it's like the problem is the 25 years thing. That <laughs> yeah. Is the there, problem. There's there's 81. <laughs> well, no, 83 battle cards out right now with it's going to be 86 here in two weeks that's a manageable number yeah it's thousands and thousands and even with just standard granted i got in with dominaria which was a real bloated standard card set to pull from Mm -hmm. i need to take another look at standard now that it's cleaned up a bit and more up my alley um which means i have to just shred all the amonkhet and kaladesh cards out of my standard box and put them in the modern box Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Aaron, you know what I'm talking about. I just have to do the one thing with yeah. all the cards. Uh, but yeah, like like even trying to deck build for standard, it was kind of like multiple sets of deck building and and uh, the five color thing, where it's not even nice and like the thing about Transformers and even uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions is like there's a real linearity to the card pools. Like even in a bigger set, like with Transformers, <laughs> it's like. I kind of know a bunch of cards I'm going to start with, and I kind of know a bunch of cards I don't need to worry about if I'm going for a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But with Magic, it's like, what colors are you using? Are you using artifacts, et cetera, et cetera? I don't know. Magic is just so, so I need to learn how to use Gatherer because I've tried to do, like, specialized searches in Gatherer, and it always breaks, and I get frustrated and I give up. So I need to, I need to get over that hump because Magic is still real fun, uh, especially if you aren't going for high-level, um, high-tier play. Um, like I, I'll always champion mid tier standard. I think that's a great way to play magic. Uh, it's just a bummer that standard for the most part is seen as like, you gotta, when the new set comes out, either take part in figuring out the new top deck or wait till it's figured out and then go make it. And like mid tier standard is where you can have a lot more fun, I think. Um, and the way that you upkeep mid tier standard as a community is just like, if a deck starts whooping everyone, if you're all friends, just ask your friend, Hey, can you try running something else? You know, take a photo to write down that deck list for future and then maybe make something else. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop talking about cards, but uh, that's all for my off topic uh, this week. That's really worth bringing up. So I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, this is where I am. Aaron, I was about to ask you if you wanted to plug Extra Life. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you can, you can still donate um, to... To my campaign or to anybody else's campaign, um, those are those are live until December thirty first. So if you see somebody that's close to a two hundred or a five hundred or a thousand, um, it wouldn't be a bad thing to donate to them because those are breakpoints. Uh, if they're platinum members for a t shirt, a silver medal, or a gold medal, um, and and like more more help to the kids is always. There's always a thing, and I Here's appreciate what I'll say. it. I'll just say it. When I actually do mine, please help me get the t-shirt. That's what I would like. 
So there you go. There's, there's so are, are, are you a platinum? Uh, I think so. I got to double check. Did, you would have paid like 14 bucks or something at the beginning of the year. You're asking you me if up. I remember paying 14 bucks uh, at the beginning you, of the year. You have a platinum badge on your page, so <laughs> <Okay>. yes. Yes, <laughs> you are. Uh, the that, t-shirts... that auto renews, right? Doesn't it? No, it does okay. not. You have to sign up every year. You have to join the team every year. That's a thing that they've had discussions about, but they figured they wanted to allow people to have the flexibility to change teams if maybe their team didn't work out. And not then, have to opt out of a thing. Then that means my very good team captain, Aaron, was very good about reminding me to re-sign up and get platinum. I was. So you need to get another $175 in donations in order to get the very comfy, well-designed um, 10th anniversary t-shirt. All right. I got to do that. So uh, I'm definitely going to try to stream this month. Going to definitely try to stream next month. Uh that's my goal. That's my goal. I want my t-shirt. I like the t-shirt. Uh, and yeah, I don't, uh, TJ, anything you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not especially. I'm still coming off TFCon mode with all the other shows who actually have things to plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, I, I kind of went on hiatus video-wise besides you, so, like, I've got nothing to show right now. Yeah, I, um... You know, go uh, um, follow us on Twitter and and then uh, tell us what we should plug. No, that's asking for trouble. Forget I said that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank God, you I'm all. Have to, yeah, where's the mute function on this thing again? I, mean, I yo, I can help you. Find, I figured that out in the last two years. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> What's going on down there? Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back again with more Transformers talk. Uh, as this probably, I am assuming this weird smattering of out of order Chicago stuff pops up by now. We'll see, I guess. But uh, stay tuned for more. We'll talk to you later. Uh, you can always reach us on social medias, and above all else, uh, stay safe. But you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.